Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Lavinia. Welcome to There She Goes, where women writers share true stories of travel. Their stories, their experiences, told in their own voices. One of the reasons we started this podcast is that the first time Kelly and I met, we told each other travel stories. We were complete strangers, but after spending just a few hours trading stories about experiences in Morocco and South Korea, Italy and Greece, we were friends. Our travel stories connected us. We recognized them as important. And we came away from that first meeting feeling validated and inspired. This is the power of women's personal travel narratives. Consider our storytelling podcast a brand new passport, transporting you every week to a different place for a brief escape, sometimes far away, other times closer to home. Consider our storytellers your brand new travel friends, your sidekicks and sisters and guides. Or even therapists. And consider this your chance to hear some of the stories you may have missed. There She Goes is that simple. No chit-chat, no interviews. Just great storytelling by women travelers. We invite you to settle in for the adventure. Hi, this is Lavinia. Today, for our very first episode, we'll begin in the South, in New Orleans, with my co-host Kelly Chappie telling the story behind the making of There She Goes. It involves very big oysters, very cheap cocktails, a few tornado warnings, and a friendship that was waiting to happen. There She Goes by Kelly Chappie and Lavinia Spaulding. There She Goes came to life during a pandemic, the creation of two women travelers who found themselves unable to travel. But the story actually started two years earlier, when travel was still possible when Kelly and Lavinia met first in a big, noisy seafood restaurant in New Orleans. The truth is, they were introduced by their husbands, who were old friends. But this story isn't about husbands. It's about these two women and travel and stories themselves. When Lavinia walked into the restaurant that night, the first thing she saw was Kelly waving boisterously from across the room. And even though they'd never met, she waved back, like they were old friends too. The restaurant was packed. It was a popular happy hour spot, known for $3 frozen cocktails and 50-cent oysters the size of potatoes. By the time Lavinia reached the table, Kelly had ordered trays of both, and the stories began. For Lavinia that night in New Orleans, it wasn't about travel. She lived there. Having moved from San Francisco with her family a few years earlier, Lavinia was a travel writer, but in the early stages of motherhood, missing travel. Her husband convinced her to relocate by insisting that New Orleans was so culturally unique, it was the closest she would come to living abroad while still residing in the U.S. It had sounded like an adventure. But visiting a new city and moving to a new city are different. It was hard at first. She didn't know anyone in New Orleans. Over time, though, the city opened its arms and she stepped in. She joined second-line parades on Sundays, found a writing group, delighted in Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest. She learned to make gumbo and red beans and rice, invested in sturdy rain boots, neon-colored wigs, and big pots of glitter. Between travels, Louisiana became a sweet place to come home to. Meanwhile, Kelly had recently moved to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, 
from a medium-sized town an hour north of San Francisco. Her children were almost grown, and she was busy trying to dodge an empty nest and recovering from her last job as a school administrator. She also didn't know anyone in her new state. Her travels from there had taken her to Paris, Palermo, countless road trips around the U.S., to New Mexico and Nashville, and of course, New Orleans. Between trips, she filled her time making handmade quilts and pimento cheese crackers, painted her kitchen a color called sulking room pink. Alabama was becoming a sweet place to come home to. Later that night in New Orleans, they talked children and food and books, but mostly they talked travel. Kelly shared stories about Italy, where she'd recently obtained citizenship and mentioned she'd taken a songwriting class on the tiny island of Patmos, Greece, from singers Sean Colvin and Patty Griffin, who, it turned out, were two of Lavinia's favorite musicians. Lavinia talked about studying Taekwondo in South Korea, where she'd lived for six years, and about taking a helicopter to the base camp of Mount Everest in Nepal, about riding a donkey in Morocco. They also talked about places they both missed in the Bay Area. They connected through stories. And they were reminded that sometimes a friendship is waiting for you. That first meeting had all the magical qualities of a travel encounter. Uplifting, inspiring, meaningful, ephemeral. At the end of the night, Lavinia asked if they could be friends. Yes, I'd like that, Kelly said. Remote friends. No, Lavinia said, like real friends. In the year that followed, they sent a few old-fashioned postcards and letters, small treats and gifts. But it wasn't until a year later, in the spring of 2020, when a global pandemic hit, that they became real friends. A quarantine can be isolating and estranging. It can feel scary at first and stifling. But sometimes, staying put can lead you to extraordinary new places. In the first week of lockdown, Lavinia's trip to Colombia to celebrate her birthday was canceled. Next, her month-long teaching stint in Paris was canceled. Then all notions of travel were canceled, even the 10-minute drive to her son's school. Soon Lavinia found herself in a new role as an accidental stay-at-home virtual kindergarten teaching assistant. When she wasn't busy reminding her five-year-old to mute his microphone, put the caps back on the markers, she hunkered into her work reading 1,300 story submissions as she edited an anthology of women's travel essays. Kelly's trip to Portland was also canceled, and then her trip to California was canceled. At home in Alabama, she grew tomatoes bigger than cantaloupe, sewed masks for family and friends, unsuccessfully groomed her dog, made some very good bacon jam, some very bad limoncello, homemade pizza with fresh pesto and peaches. She took up the banjo and returned to songwriting. She tried everything she could think of to fill her time and remain curious within these new constraints of stay at home. Here they were, two women, who'd moved to the South, to places that served to welcome them home between travels, and now they were stuck in the in-between. Which is when it happened. One day, Kelly was listening to a video online of Lavinia reading the introduction to her newly published anthology, The Best Women's Travel Writing. She texted Lavinia immediately, I just heard your story. We have got to share more stories of women and travel. I have a project for us. The world needs this. A podcast for women to share their stories in their own voices. Oh, and we have to call it There She Goes. Lavinia wrote back, that's a good idea. 
let's do it. It sounded easy enough. They'd both been podcast guests before. Their experience has been fun and easy, so ever optimistic they dove in. That was before they remembered that neither of them had any experience actually hosting or producing a podcast. Neither of them knew how to negotiate the rights for the perfect theme music. Neither of them even owned a microphone. And here they were in different states, didn't really know each other, had never worked together, had never spoken on the phone, let alone through a podcasting platform. Weren't even sure of each other's skills, and because they were in the pandemic, would likely not be in the same state or even the same room before they launched. It was probably good that they didn't think much about any of this. Kelly and Lavinia attempted the first round of recording without proper microphones. They agreed that the results sounded more like a wheezing old lady and a screechy teenager. Not your ideal podcast hosts. So they ordered new microphones. Next day shipping would be their friend, except when it wasn't, because next day shipping turned into a week and a half shipping. It took a while to figure out recording locations. They moved between closets, bedrooms, offices. They rearranged furniture, researched acoustics, gradually learned to muffle the sound of dogs and children and very noisy birds, to remain flexible when carefully planned recording sessions were interrupted by neighborhood lawn mowing, home construction projects, not to mention emergency alarms going off on their phones and weather radios, warning of multiple incoming tornadoes and flash floods. But they prevailed and sent their first invitation to an author on the first day of 2021. When they got a yes within minutes, they both saw it as a sign. And along the way, something happened. In the process of creating something that they loved, in their two homes, they settled more into the spaces they inhabited. They understood that sheltering in place had brought gifts too. Their homes became more than just in between places. They learned so much, not only about podcasts, but about travel and themselves and each other. Mostly they learned that if they just kept looking, they'd keep finding signs. Signs that confirmed that what they were doing was worthwhile, that it mattered and had benefit, and that it would work out. And it did work out, and the project came to life. So now it continues, in the same way that it began, with women sharing stories of travel. Welcome to There She Goes. You've been listening to There She Goes, a storytelling podcast created by two women travelers and recorded from their homes in Alabama and Louisiana. Our theme music is a selection from the song City of Refuge, created and performed by Abigail Washburn. Thanks to Jay Burgess for engineering. Thanks to our amazing writers for proving how essential women's stories are and for bringing their voices to There She Goes. And thanks to you, our listeners, for coming along. We hope you'll be back next week for another story and another stamp in your new passport. <laughs>